be your feet as we need you around us, uh, Lord, who are hurting in one way or another. Uh, Lord, we, we just pray that we'd be, yeah, that we would just be your hands. And Lord, now we are so grateful. We're so grateful for Cincy and the work that you're doing through her and Hope Ventures. So grateful for Brian and Suzanne and their willingness to prepare to go and work with camping ministry in Spain. And Lord, so grateful for the, uh, the long ministry you've given Richard and Rachel around the world. And Lord, so so grateful that we get to hear from them and be challenged this morning. We just pray your blessing upon this time now in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, Richard and Rachel, you want to stand? I, I just want you to see Richard, he's like a bull. You've seen him kind of marching around the church this morning, and I like that. He, he's eager to get up here and challenge us. Rachel is a prayer warrior, and uh, uh, Lord, we, we just had a, a precious time of prayer yesterday for each other, and it was, it was really good. So anyhow, I'm so grateful, uh, Richard, that you're here to minister God's word to us, so come on up and... Soothing, calm waters for my uh, crazy soul. We serve with a mission called Operation Mobilization, OM for short, also means on medication. So if I'm a little wacky this morning, oh, by the way, I, where's Wendell? Wendell? I asked to borrow his jumper cables. Do these still work? And, um, you know, it's interesting how God speaks to you. Uh, a number of years ago, a friend of mine, Gary, said to me, Richard, I know what you are. And he said, you're jumper cables. And uh, my role is, here's God's battery over here to connect to God's battery, which is fully charged all the time. And I'm just the cables. Just celebrated my 70th birthday with my twin sister Jane in England and Putin. We were born on the same day. Isn't that interesting? The most influential man in the world today is 70 years of age. Who's 70 plus here? Stand up. Stand up. Isn't that amazing? The most influ now it's for evil. Most influential man is 70 years of age, born on the same day as I'm me. And uh, so here's God's body over here to connect. Here's the world. It has the positive and the negative. The positive is the believers. The negative is the unbelievers. And my role is to travel around the world and spark believers to go for Christ and unbelievers to come to Christ. That's, and of course, I don't stay somewhere, so I've been in Berlin this Easter and uh, various nations. We're just in France on an outreach, one of the neediest countries in the world, and uh, amazing time there. So that's, uh, that's my role. And um, before I get going, part of our passion is to get good books and materials out to people. Can you fix this, honey bun? This is part of my honey's role. Are we good? Good stuff. Are we good? Um, Randy Alcorn. 
one of God's great writers. He said, grace like water flows down to the lowest point. Isn't that beautiful? Grace like water. That means the person who's at their lowest point today, the most desperate, struggling, failing person today, grace is flowing down to you because it flows down to the lowest point. Beautiful book on grace and truth. Who'd like this book? We got some at the table. You'd like this book? Good. Just be careful. He wrote another book, The Purity Principle. Billy Graham said you lose the sex battle, you lose the Christian battle. Men, me included. Brilliant, but who'd like this book? Maybe you should come. <laughs> oh, good. The founder of mission, George Voa, came to my Bible college one Wednesday morning, messed up my life, never forgiven him. I'll be with him. We were in Berlin on the streets. He's 84 years old. What is he doing on the streets of Berlin sharing Jesus? He should be in cruise control, sliding to home plate, right? I'll be with him next weekend in Tennessee. And wrote this book. I think he coined this phrase, messiology. He said, where two or three are gathered in my name, there will soon be a mess. Anybody in a mess or know somebody in a mess? You know somebody in a mess? Oh, it was Gary, the one that said, to, who told me, Richard, I know what you are, your jumper cables. One of my best buddies. I prayed for him with his wife to go out from London. They went to uh, Lebanon, South Lebanon, Muslim area. Two years later, I met him. It was just him. Just him. She actually came home in the baggage locker. Wrote this book, Total Abandon. I want to give this to a young person. It says, is, is what you're living for worth dying for? Any young person here? Good. I want you to read the first chapter. Would you read the first chapter today? Where's his mom and dad? Dad? See, he does it. Oh. Oh, this is, this is a great. Oh, George wrote a book. Oh, I'll come to that in a bit. Hey, this is a great little book. Do you know the Alpha Program comes out of England? There are some great churches in England. There's one church, come early if you want to get a seat in London. But the Alpha Course came out of this, and this brilliant little booklet. If you know somebody that's skeptical about the faith, got questions, and um, this is a brilliant little booklet called Why Jesus. And I like it. It's short. It's 20 pages. It's got pictures. And, um, but it's, it's kind of a simple rationale for why Jesus. Anybody got a skeptical person? They got a friend they want to give this to? No one? What, your husband? Is that your husband? And fly this like a kite, which means you give it out, hold it. You can get one as well. And um, hold it like a kite and hold on to the string. And if you share this with somebody, say, hey, read this over a cup of coffee. Then I'd love to get your feedback. And, um, oh, and then this is just a, this is a, I met with a missions group. And for some reason, I shared how I meet with Jesus. And they liked it. And they said, you should write a journal on this. So I wrote a journal. 
And it's actually five bubbles of a conversation. This is a 28-day journal. Five bubbles of a conversation that helped me in my times with God, where I first look up and seek God's face in praise. Then I look back on yesterday to see his hand on my life. Then I look in to hear his voice in the word. And there's a short passage from the Psalms each day. And then I look out to move his arm in prayer. And then I look forward to today to do his will. And it's a simple way that helps me uh, to meet with God. Anyone like this? Do you like this? And um, that's, uh, th- we got more copies on the back. And uh, that's, uh, that's, oh, one last book. This is all part of the message. It is. And George wrote this book. George Vaux, the founder who messed up my life. Most influential man in my life. And uh, called Out of the Comfort Zone. And this week is about breaking out of the box. And God wants us to get out of the box. Who'd like this book? Wear gloves when you read it. You got gloves? Wear gloves when you read it. Oh. But I told the folks on Friday night, we love our box. We live in a box, drive a box, watch a box, eat out of the box. One day they'll put us in a box. We worship in a box. And God wants us to get out of the box. And this morning I want to look at one of my favorite churches. Uh, It's a church at Antioch in Acts 13. And Luke, with a few brush strokes, he introduces this church. And we're going to look at these brush strokes this morning, four of them. And I want to see... As we look at this church, does this church fit us? Because I believe this church, you're at a key time as a church. As you're looking for a pastor, you're in this interim time, this kind of season. And uh, so let's take a look at this church. We've got some slides up here. And uh, it's interesting, when Luke, the first brushstroke, when he introduces this church, what does he talk about? First slide. What does he talk about? Now, in the church at Antioch, there were prophets and teachers. So what is the first thing when when Luke introduces this church, what's the first thing that he introduces and talks about? Leaders. Why the leaders? Talk to me. Why the leaders? Important. Why? Because a church goes no further, no higher than its leadership. And so Luke, when he introduces this church, the first thing he does, he introduces it. And he says, now in the church at Antioch, there were prophets and teachers. And this first brushstroke, as you notice this, it's interesting, you'd think he would say, in the church at Antioch, there was Saul, who later got called Paul. You think that's, you know, wouldn't you? If you got, if you got Paul, forget these other turkeys, you'd just... You know, in the church of Antioch, Paul. Huh? Who else do you need? But it doesn't do that. It doesn't do that. It introduces, actually, a dynamic team leadership. It actually introduces a team of five. It's not solo, it's a team. And in this church, whatever you do, even with a senior pastor, it's not solo, it's a team. Say that with me. Not solo, team. 
Did anybody say that? Did I? Say it again. Not solo, but team. Dynamic team leadership. And actually, you'll find out they're different backgrounds. Barnabas, he was from Cyprus. Simeon called Niger. That means his nickname was Black. Some say he was the man that carried Jesus' cross. Lucius of Cyrene, Syrian. Manan, who'd been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch, probably Roman. And then Saul, he was from Tarsus, Turkey. So it was, a, it was a, a dynamic team, dynamic backgrounds. And when God raises up a dynamic team, he doesn't want a group of penguins. I go to some churches, you meet the leader, and everybody behind him, they're all dressed like them, they walk like them, talk like them. You don't want that. You need a dynamic team, different backgrounds, different educational backgrounds, different experiences, and also different gifting. It says in the church of Antioch, there were prophets and teachers. Now, I know prophet is a loaded term, but, uh, but whatever the prophet is and teacher, they're different. They're different. The prophet is like the exhorter. The teacher is like the expositor, and they're different. The, the prophet brings a, a spontaneous word often. The teacher brings a systematic word. The prophet brings a word in a moment for a group of people, a word right now for the people. Teachers, a system that open the word of God. Which is more important? Which wing of an airplane is more important? Huh? Which wing would you like longer? I go to some churches, big on teaching. Woo. Little prophetic wing. Spontaneous. It's all great. And they like this. I watch them go this way. Then I meet some churches, big, prophetic, spontaneous, short teaching wing, and they go this way. But God wants a dynamic team with those who are spontaneous, systematic, and, and so that this plane takes off. Do you hear that? And actually, I believe the makings of that team is right here. We often go looking. I believe the makings of that team is right here. A dynamic team leadership. And you pray for your leaders. Don't talk this way about them, talk this way. Huh? First characteristic of a church that God is going to use to impact the world. It's going to be out of the box. And then it says this. It says, while they were worshiping the Lord and fasting. Wow, what's this second brushstroke that I see with this church? I realized here was a church... that was serious about God. Huh? You mentioned feasting. Whoom! Where did everybody come from? You mentioned fasting. Whoom! Where did everybody go? Huh? Am I right or am I right? 
And so this is how I know they were serious about God. Are you serious about God? Or are you casual about God? Is God a side dish for you? Sunday morning dish? Does he just come off the bench once in a while for you? If you're serious about God, God will be serious about you. But listen to this. If you're casual about God, God will be casual with you. How do you like that? He'll be casual with you. You seek God, God will come close. You back off, he'll back off. And this was a church that was serious about God. And essentially, I'm kind of reading between the lines here. But I get a sense that this church, they gathered together and they were waiting on God. And they said, Lord, we sense you have something more for us. You see, in the Great Commission, Acts 1.8, you know, Jesus said, you shall be my witnesses. And we heard this the first night in Jerusalem. That's local. That's right where we are, our city. Then it goes national. That's Judea, our country. Then it goes regional, Samaria, the nations around us and the nations that have come to us. So local, national, regional. But when, what's the last part of that? Ends of the earth. That's global. And, this, and up to that point in Acts, Acts 1 to 12, the church had gone local, it had gone national, it had gone regional, and now I sense this church, they didn't know all this, but they, they were there, and I, we sense, God, you've got something for us, more for us. And God's agenda was that they were going to go global. It was going to be the launching pad of the church going global. That's what this weekend is all about, seeing all these flags. Going global, out of the box, global. Many churches have dropped the missions thing, weekend or week or whatever it is. It's a thing of the past. And it's all local. But here was a church serious about God. And as I said, they, they had a sense, God, you've got something for us. And they set aside their time. They set aside their agenda. They set aside their food. I believe, leaders, you should set a time for this church. When you set aside your time, you set aside your agenda, you clear the shelves of what's regular going on, and you set aside food, and you say, God, we're all ears. We're all ears. We want to hear from you. We don't just want to be an okay church in an okay town. We want to be a different church. We want to be an out-of-the-box church, going local, national, regional, global. And this church was serious about God. Are you? Then I had third brush stroke with this church. 
Pop it up on the screen. And the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I've called them. You know what I noticed there? You look at those words. The Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me, Holy Spirit, Barnabas and Saul, two of the leaders, the five, for the work to which I, Holy Spirit, have called them. You know what that language is? That's boss language. That's, that means the Holy Spirit is calling the shots. That means the Holy Spirit is boss. Is the Holy Spirit the boss of this church? He's the executor of the Trinity. He's on earth, and he's the great mover and shaker. That means he moves and we shake. Is the Holy Spirit the boss of your life? Well, be careful how you respond. Be careful how you respond. You know why? Because he's a missionary spirit. He's wind, he's fire, he's water. The pictures of him are, are moving pictures. And when the Holy Spirit comes, he's going to get us moving. He's going to get us to step out of our box. He's going to get us out of our comfort zone. Is the Holy Spirit the boss of this church? Does he call the shots? And I said, is the Holy Spirit the boss of your life? Imagine this morning, he's saying, in that meeting, set apart for me, Barnabas, Saul, get packing, you're moving. Imagine the Lord did that this morning. <laughs> How was church this morning? Well, got to go home and pack my bags. How would you like that? Huh? And you know, you know what I notice when God speaks? He speaks briefly. I said yesterday morning to a group, God does not give you a four-page memo. God does not give you a four-page memo. He speaks briefly. Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I've called them. Jesus said to some men working, come follow me, I'll make you fishers of men. Short, right? Macedonian call. Come over and help us. Five words in English, three words in Arabic. Amazing. That's the short. And when God speaks to you, God will speak briefly to you. Just a phrase, just a word. And I believe God has already spoken to some of you. Stand up if you know God has spoken to you. It may be even when you were young, but you've not moved on it. Or God has spoken to you again this weekend and underscored it. Stand up. Anyone here? Whoa, oh, I forgot you folks up there. Hi. Oh, you didn't, you didn't get a book. Wow. Now keep standing. How does your honey feel about that? 
lady behind. There's grandmom in front. She's standing. Whoa. And I believe God is, going to sp- is speaking this weekend. And it'll just be a phrase. I'll never forget. And you can get fresh calling. I've had... I've had... Well, sit down for a moment. I'll be nice to you. You know, 46 years with OM, I've had series of fresh callings. I call them kick in the pants to get us moving. I remember one of them. I was in Panama visiting our ship. And um, I'd served on the Lagos two years. I met my honey bunny there. Chased her two years on the ship. Extracurricular activity. (laughs) Then later, we were on Dulos for three years when our boys were a little tot and a two-year-old. So this time, our boys were like pre-teens, 10, 12, and I was visiting a ship in Panama to do some teaching, training, mobilizing, evangelism, and that's, that was my assignment. That's why I was going for a couple of weeks, and I go for a walk on the beach nearby. Monday morning, I'm walking with the Lord, talking, and uh, next morning, Tuesday, I'm walking, talking, and then uh, the third morning, Wednesday, I start walking, and, and I slow down, I go, and I just sensed, Lord, wow, you, you got something for me? And I just sensed the Lord say to me, I want you to join the ship. I was just visiting the ship. I want you to join the ship. The first words out of my mouth was, I cannot sacrifice my children. It's kind of a knee jerk, just, just popped out. I can't sacrifice my children. You know what God said to me? And I don't say that casually. You know what God said to me? Two words. He speaks brief. Abraham did. That was the end of the conversation. I walked back to the ship. It was about a 15-minute walk. And I knew we were joining the ship. Didn't know when, didn't know how, what was the role. And when God gets you moving, he often doesn't give you all the plan. We want it all nailed down, right? He doesn't do that. If he'd said to Abraham, when he said, leave your home, leave your family, get moving. If he'd said, by the way, when your son's a teenager, you'll take a knife and stick it in him. What would, what would Abraham done? Moonwalk, Michael Jackson, I'm not good at this. Backwards. God doesn't give you the whole details ahead. Why? Scare the life out of you. Plus, you don't need to know. You just need enough to know to get you moving. Plus, it's got to be a step of faith. If you know everything, okay. That sounds okay. I'll sign on that. And God wants us to trust him and step out. And I was going to call my honey. She was back with the boys in the States. And I thought, you know, I've been learning. You need to do some things face to face. So I waited till I flew home. I flew home. It was in the evening. I was going to talk to her. I said, no, I'll wait till the morning. And um, the next morning, I took the two the boys to school, and then I, I sat down with my honey at the kitchen table, and I'm kind of working out the words to kind of get it just right, and she looks at me, and she says, uh, so you want us to join the ship? I went, huh? You want us to join the ship? I said, how did you know? She said, I can see it. I can see it. And, and then she said something she hadn't told me. 
She said, you know, I've been doing Bible study fellowship. Do you know Bible study fellowship? Ladies group, they were doing the minor prophets. They came to Jonah. And Rachel said, Lord, when you spoke to Jonah, he went in the opposite direction. When you, if you speak to me again, I'm not going to go that way. Now, I didn't know that. And here God speaks to me on a beach, kind of like a direct word here, through a Bible study. God speaks in different ways, different people. But here God was ahead, you know, ahead of me with my wife because God wants you together in it. Together. I picked up my boys in the afternoon, sat them down, said, Simon, Jonathan, told them what happened. Simon, my oldest, he's 12, he says, well, Dad, if that's what God wants us to do, let's do it. What's for supper? (laughs) And if the Holy Spirit is the boss of your life, you're saying, Lord... I'm ready to pack my bags. I'm ready to take a step. I'm ready to get moving for you. And this is a picture of a dynamic church, of a church that God is going to use to impact the world. Dynamic team leadership, serious about God, Holy Spirit is the boss. And one last brushstroke. Just take a look. So after they'd fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and they sent them off. Why did they fast and pray? Because the Holy Spirit does the calling and the church does the confirming. The church does not do the calling. That's the, that's the job of the Spirit. The Holy Spirit does the calling, but the church does the confirming. And that's what the church was doing there. So here are those who stand, and they come and say, God has spoken to me. I sense God nudging me, urging me, moving me. And then the church comes to confirm that. So it says, after they fasted and prayed and they sought God, because this was a big step for the church, going global. And they sensed, yes, this is what God wants us to do. And there was a hands-on response. We're all in. And so stand again, you, you beautiful feet. Stand again, who sense God has nudged me, God is nudging me, God is... Stand again, if you sense God is wanting to send you out. There was a few more. Up again. Not sure? That's okay. You need to get what? Good. Well, the Lord can take care of that. And we speak healing over your body, your mind, in Jesus' name. That God will get you ready. Well, I love these age differences. 
But Paul says, how can they preach unless they are sent? So the church is filled with people who are beautiful feet that go and beautiful hands that send. And you need both, don't you? Who here knows, I am, I, right now I'm beautiful hands that send. Stand up. Don't rush. Who knows, I'm beautiful hands that send. Maybe you're already, you know, this faith promise tonight is part of be, being beautiful hands that send. Maybe you already got your hands on somebody and you're helping them. You're, in, you're putting your hand in their hand and saying, I want to join you. Maybe today God's going to put your hand, you're going to put your hand in Cincy's hand and say, I want to be with you, this passionate woman of God. Or Brian and Susanna, put your hand in their hand and say, I want to encourage you. In fact, one idea is to choose a traffic light that you pass, you know, each day or most days and say, that's my light when I'm going to pray for Cincy or for Brian or for one of the other missionaries that you're, you're supporting or someone you know. That traffic light, green light, short prayer, orange light, medium prayer, red light, hallelujah. <laughs> what about that? Could that work? Anyone else? Beautiful hands that send. Because this is a picture of the church that God's going to use to impact the world, an out-of-the-box church. Dynamic team leadership, serious about God, the Holy Spirit is the boss, and we're all in, we're all hands on. Anyone else want to stand? There's beautiful feet that go or beautiful hands that send. I do both. Amen. at that in the light this morning of the upcoming election. And I would be remiss if we didn't bring that before you in prayer on behalf of this congregation. Lord, we have hopes for some relief as there may be some changes in leadership, but we don't know what your will is. As the early Christians had hopes also and things got worse. And they went from Claudius to Nero, and persecution came. So I'm going to pray a little differently for this congregation, Heavenly Father. We made many of us a commitment this morning, and I, I want to speak for all of us today. I pray and hope, Lord, that we are committed no matter what happens in the election to stand up for Jesus, 
to speak the truth, to preach the gospel, to share our faith in Christ, no matter what it costs us. Can you say amen with me? Amen. amen. And now may God himself, the God of peace, make you holy in every part and keep you sound in spirit, mind, and body without fault when our Lord Jesus Christ comes. He who calls you is to be trusted. He will do it. Amen.